All right, guys, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about our sponsor, and that's Patch Chunky Shop. Uh, Patch Chunky Shop is an Etsy shop that specializes in uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you get a chance, go to their website. It's www.patchjunkyshop.com and use the promo code SALUMIS for 10% off of your order. Once again, that's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10% off. Um, I want to also talk about Skype. That is who we've been using as of late to do these podcast episodes uh, because we want to exercise caution and really pay respect to the social distancing and the different types of uh, rules and regulations that are going out there right now. Uh, we chose to use Skype to hold a lot of our episodes so Skype isn't the only platform out there that will allow you to do this kind of stuff. So if you have anything like Google Hangouts, if you have Zoom, uh, tons of other platforms out there that will allow you to connect with other people and really get whatever message that you have out there. Or if you just want to connect with any of your friends and loved ones, there's tons of platforms out there. But if you want a good example of one, Skype is what we've been using, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Salumas podcast. It's July 19th and I just want to start off with a little bit of an apology. I've not been as good as I need to be when it comes to posting new content and really being on time when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, there's just been a lot going on, but finally things are stabilizing on my end and I'm in a place where the content can freely and comfortably flow. So since I'm back, I couldn't think of a better way than to get things going and to go down the rabbit hole. If you haven't been around for any of those down the rabbit hole discussions, they're like mental exercises where we take a sentence or a thought and we go as deeply down to learn something about ourselves or about society. But again, it really is an exercise and it keeps us in the attitude of critical thinking and examining everything. So while these types of episodes aren't for everyone, we certainly have a good time making them. And we hope that, again, it gets you in the attitude of critical thinking and analyzing different types of things that you might hear or read. So we have no guest on this episode. It's just Chris, Mark, and myself. So sit back and get ready for episode 887, The Sins You Can Live With. dinner man it's been a day look look i see it i just got done hiking and shit and messing around with some water and mm-hmm. uh and i'm still trying to figure out how the fuck the three of us all sound the same because i just don't <laughs> see it i for real i don't somebody, think I, somebody else said that yeah there, there there have been at least three people that i could that i can think of that have said two two of them said that me and you being yeah. Chris and Mark sound alike. Yeah. Two two people have said that. Well, the last person said that all three of us sound alike. That's really weird because like I can hear the Kentucky and Bowling Green in all of us. And I think that I have a weird voice, at least when I hear Even it back me? myself. Um, yeah, and I can hear Chris has Look, a but our voices he's don't insulted. sound alike. Like I don't think we sound like each other, but we do all sound weird to me i think we've got weird nerdy i don't know if they're nerdy voices but i think all of us have weird, weird voices i don't know i i got i got a theory on weird voices too but anyway well i i well it, you know and, and my go-to immediately was to accuse her of racism uh, so I, <laughs> that's the way you always win yeah that I, immediately it's got her on her back foot so i was like oh was that's right no yeah. she, she was like she was like, well, I, I never really thought about that. And I'm like, I'm playing with you. I'm not, I didn't really fucking care for real. I don't know what people are hearing. Mm. I don't know. I don't either. Maybe it's yeah. sound different once we're in like the uh, we're able to record together and like I can EQ things properly and whatnot, because right now it's literally just a, a basic recording that Skype shits on whenever it uh, processes it and all that kind of stuff. So whatever. Hmm. 
Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> so everyone's day went well. I actually was, you're going to think this is different, but uh, <laughs> I spent some time on the lake today. I was at Barron River with uh, my friends, uh, uh, Carrie and Corey Link. They're awesome, awesome people, but they invited me onto their uh, boat and uh, it was a good time. Uh, really got to relax and feel the breeze and literally just unwind, man. It was it was really, really good. I, I totally needed that. I thought that to be able to get some kind of relaxation on the level that I got, I would have to go to the ocean or something like that. And I would surely much rather be in the ocean or the Gulf or something like that. Um, but this definitely did the trick for me. So it was good. Definitely needed. Cool, man. Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to, and I've, and I've sent you guys both messages about this, but I wanted to see if we can try and unpack this. So I was watching the movie horns the other day and, uh, it was fun. It was, it was like, it was, it was like, it was a good movie. I thought that it was going to kind of be cheesy or, or cornball or something like that, but it was, it was great, honestly. And uh, that's the first movie that I've seen with Daniel Radcliffe that wasn't or the, the first movie that I heard of that had Daniel Radcliffe that wasn't, you know, Harry Potter. So um, it was cool. He kind of reminds me of Elijah Wood. Is that weird? Well, no, I get the two I, I mixed get up. Do you they're have, like they're, they're yeah. both little sprightly, like, you know, yeah. simi- similar like bone structure. Yeah. Kind of dudes. Yeah, but, but Elijah Wood is a much older individual. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. <clears throat> so Which one was, of them did the survival movie? Wasn't that Ratcliffe that did the like really crazy survival movie? Oh, I have no clue. It's like in a jungle or some shit. No clue, man. No clue. Yeah, um, I don't know, bro. But you know who is a survivor is Frodo Baggins. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So if you're talking about Lord of the Rings, then that's Elijah Wood. So uh, that guy's the ultimate survivor. Anyway, there was a quote from that movie that that for some reason, when I was watching it, I was like, save that. I'm going to use this for a podcast episode. And uh, that's that's what this is today. So the quote was this. Excuse me. It says, people say you should always do the right thing, but sometimes there is no right thing. And then, well, you just have to pick the sin you can live with. And for some reason that really got me thinking, are there, you know, are there situations where you do have to ask yourself, what is the right thing and how much does context weigh in doing the right thing? And, um, Hey, there you go. That's good. Thank you for sending that link there, Mark. But, uh, um, it, again, it's, it's making me think about whether or not we do have certain sins that we are okay with living with. And so I want to be able to break that down and see if we can talk about different situations that sometimes we might have in our lives or just situations that other people might run into where they do what might be perceived as the wrong thing, but it is something that they can live with because in the end it might have been actually the right thing. Yeah. I'm fascinated with that dynamic. I've never, I've never heard that, that particular phrase that you said, but I get it. And um, I think about that a whole lot. Uh, and one thing I find kind of fascinating about that, that realization is I'm all, I like to collect perspectives. And what I mean is I'll find when someone is doing something that incenses me or something I would call a sin, if you will, I like to dig into it until it's no longer that until it's no longer a sin, because it in order for someone to do it regularly, if they're not crazy or a psychopath or something, they have to be holding a perspective that makes them okay with doing that. Right. And sometimes that thing, lesser sin is egregious to another party. And I, I collect those all the time, you know, like what would make a person okay with this? Cause that's it for me. I draw the line there. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I think it really just comes down to what we define as sin. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what, what constitutes a sin? Like, like, well, I, could, could, could you give me two, two quick examples? 
of something what? that would be like a universal sin that I, I'm like an individual might conventionally encounter. Like I, I know that we are we are ingrained, I think, biologically even to understand that things like murder and uh, and rape mm-hmm. are are fucked up. Like I think that that's in the genome somewhere. But what other types of sins do you think could be considered universal? I can't think of any, you know, some people would say theft, but even right there, you're like, I think you and I had even talked about that. Where is it? Is it, it would be a sin that I could live with for me if I had to steal to feed my family or something, you know, if, if things were so fucked up that the only resort that was there was to take, um, take resources or something from us. That would be a sin that I can live with. I can't think of a outside of, of murder. And even murder becomes one of those things where it's like, where you do have to have a whole bunch of perspective. I think out the only thing I can think of is rape where it's like, it's universally understood that that's a, that's not, that's not, that's not right. I can't think of anything. Well, I I think just it, at the most fundamental, like biological level, a lot of species, it is a a taboo at the very least to end the life of another member of the social group. I, and 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 again, you're right. There is utility in it too. There's always been like changing of the guard, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a dominant <clears throat> a dominant male or female usurping, uh, or being usurped by like some up and comer, but. I, I honestly, my whole perspective on it, and it's not to paint myself noble because I don't, I don't paint myself noble. I try to paint myself as petty as fucking possible so that like I have nowhere to go but up. So Mm -hmm. I paint myself as I reduce myself to this petty organism, this petty selfish organism. Um, and, and not in a denigrating way, just in an analytical way. Mm. That that I have urges, I have desires. Um, what am I willing to do to satisfy those urges, those desires? What 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 do I actually like deep down want? Even, mm-hmm. and I find that, and again, this is this is my own little recipe. I find that like part of the whole traveling lightly thing entails very much wearing all of your what others would consider because because really sinning if we look at it on a grand scale is more something endemic to the outside the the an individual outside of you rather than yourself Mm -hmm. because there's a broad array of interpretations on how you're going to be behaving so each one of those is a different interpretation of how you may or may not be sinning so honestly like I said, in keeping with the traveling lightly shit, I'm like, if I did it, even if I didn't do it, let me just play devil's advocate with my own shit and and think that maybe I come off this way or I come off that way and let me wear it. Let mm-hmm. me make a let me make a mockery of it. <clears throat> let me make it so abundantly clear that even though I do have a lot of um uh, respect for myself and a lot of confidence in myself that I I, I do simultaneously not take myself seriously at all. Like me, me as a being like I'm nothing. I'm fucking nothing. I'm all I got though. Yeah. And I, and I like what I got, but, um, when it comes to sins that you can live with, the only thing that I can think of is if you're, you're thrust into a very specific context where you are the individual that has to make a decision. And then it's about mitigating collateral damage at that point. Sure. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. If you're, if you're going to recognize yourself as part of a whole, then a sin that you can live with is one that in my opinion, harms the least amount of people. Does that, does that sound fair? Yeah, and and then even <clears throat> again when we're talking about sinning, I can't help but think of sin 
Religiously, it, it, right? Well, no, 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 not even religiously. I can't even think of <laughs> sin other than the onus entirely being on the individual. Hmm. And and for me, yeah, like like you did it. You got to own it. It's your sin. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you ha- you have to, and there there has to be some measure of free will for the sake of discussion. And and I'll entertain the idea of free will. But um, I don't think say somebody's put in a position where they they're thrust into a circumstance where they have to they make one they make a decision this way. They kill one thousand people. Mm-hmm. If if they don't go ahead and kill those 1,000 people, then 100,000 people will die. Yeah. I wouldn't consider that a sin. I consider that person is functioning just as a, a just a component, a but component, if- a component of a larger system that they are charged with maintaining. And I don't think that the onus resides with them. So even decisions like that, I can't consider that a sin because I don't see any selfish ele- element to it. Yeah. But you what, what if I'm you, saying? I sort of, because I want to know what, how would you react if you were part of that collateral damage? Like if you, if, if one of those a thousand people was your, was a family member, was your mother, your sister, your father, something like that. How would you be able to be that objective about it? I know that I don't think that I could. Well, I, I, I don't think I have a choice. Sure. What, what other option you got, man? I mean, you gotta, do you think you that gotta, you'd gotta, have the awareness that, of like of being like, okay, that it's they did what they had now, to do or whatever? Well, well, I'll tell you a scenario, a sin that I can fucking live with, and I'm going to be real with y'all. Um, I'm if, if it's a decision between <clears throat> a thousand people that I know and give a fuck about which that is a astronomical number for me <laughs> like mm-hmm. fucking we'll say a hundred we'll say a hundred people that i'd know and care about okay mm-hmm. if i can either toast them my people mm-hmm. my a hundred people i can either toast them and save a hundred thousand random people that i don't know or i can let a hundred thousand random people that I don't know die and save my people. Every motherfucking time I'm keeping my people. Every fucking time I'm keeping my one hundred. So that's a and, and that's that's a selfish thing because that's that's ascribed to me. That's endemic to me. The onus is on me because I'm like no these in particular these individuals in particular are so important to me as an individual that I am incapable of making the perceivably objective choice and saving a hundred thousand compared to my 100. I will own that. I will, I will say that's a sin that I can motherfucking live with. And that's going to happen every motherfucking time. Let's bring it, let's bring a situation into something that is, I guess you can say more realistic. What would you say is something that would that could happen in, in any of our lives or any of our listeners' lives where you do find yourself in a position where um, you are going to do the right thing, but this could result in collateral. I was going to say collateral, uh, collateral <laughs> damage. That is racist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let, let's bring it to a to a let's bring it close to earth. Mm. Do you think that there is a situation out there? There's the, there's those one situations with finance people. I was watching a TV show where a guy was like buying all the debt of a ta- a town, and then you know it causes layoffs and all that. Pretty much a ooh, e- that's econo- yeah, economic collapse of the town, and and that's pretty that's a pretty weird kind of thing to have to do. Yeah, you know, I, I just layoffs, I don't, I don't yeah. think I could I don't think I could do that at all. I just just don't think uh, that. I just don't see in any situation where money can be that important or like uh, the growth yeah. prop profits at the end of the year type of thing. And uh, those, those kind of situations, um, I don't know how well, people are rationalizing because yes. the, the macro context is one that's sort of made up and that's, sure. you know, the value of money. So uh, that's, that's one dude, where I, I hope it has, 
COVID has definitely put a lot of people in that situation, especially those who are running businesses, those are who are in HR and stuff like that. We've been saying it throughout the, you know, for the past couple of months, a lot of people got exposed. And because of that exposition, there are different types of businesses, different institutions where they are having to literally, you know, change or even ruin the life of another person because they are are possibly being told by a higher power or something like that, or they're objectively looking at something like finances and they're looking at their budget and they're saying, I'm going to have to do the right thing. And that is kind of, you know, if, if, if their version of the right thing is doing everything that preserves the, the health of the business or whatever you want to call it, yeah. then you're always going to be doing the right thing. But yes, the sins that you will likely live with is the fact that lives will possibly get ruined. And that stuff is happening right now. Yeah. I know, I know that there's always some, there's always some way or some perspective that individuals, if it's ever an individual choice that they have, that makes them okay with it, you know, cause mm-hmm. they have to do it every year. Maybe I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, with yeah. My place this September when they do their usual separations, but it'll be yeah. interesting. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh, that makes Separate. me sick. Yeah. Being sep- they've been separated from the company. Yeah. And I mean, they give killer, they give killer packages too. I mean, before you have to draw unemployment or something, they pay you. I think it's uh, one month for every year you've worked at the company or something. Mm-hmm. You 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 will receive pay and plus some other stuff and you still get the same bonus you would have got that year. So, I mean, they try to be. It makes it seem like it's something they don't want to do. You know. Yeah. Um, but when, wouldn't you think on the back end like they plan for that? They're just like, well, it's well, a yeah. lot of companies are fiscal year, so the budget is already there for you. So, oh, oh yeah, they definitely do. In fact. All the times I've been, I've only been there three years, but every time I've done it, it's order there. They've done it in response to a three year projection. So they want to look correct three years from now. And that's mm-hmm. what they're doing in, antes- in anticipation of. So it looks like we had growth and it, it's a crazy game. It's a crazy game, but not one that I think is I could particularly live with. I would mm-hmm. just rather have a smaller company, you know, than, mm-hmm. you know, like, 17,000 people, you got, you know, 15, 16,000 and you play with this number, you know what I mean? But yeah. I would just rather have a tight 10 K, you know, yeah. not that they yeah. ever lay out that many, but what do I know about finance and about what motivates people to continue to continually invest? You may have to create this boom bust kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm interested in the context because maybe that boom bust cycle is what's necessary to keep the biological creatures motivated because we want be productive without striving, without mm. feast or famine. And so in that context and from that, again, political perspective or philosophical perspective, then it's not a sin anymore. So it's like it's always not just levels to this shit, mm. but but layers to this shit. And yeah. layers, because I like layers better because they're three or four dimensional. A layer, it has a full circumference. So mm-hmm. even on that layer, you can be at different positions and have different understandings of it, but still just that layer, you know, and you can mm-hmm. go up, up, up. And I think that's, I think that's uh, how that goes. So living with, living with the sin can, you know, can be accomplished in a couple of ways. You can have the level that you're at. That's the context that you're operating in be completely um, justifying for, for what you have to do. Yeah. Then I think you can have a level of your, <laughs> your consciousness be at a, to where you understand what you're doing. What were you going to say, Chris? Is sin, since, since we're even assigning it a value, like a static value <clears throat> of a scarlet letter, uh, is is sin guilt? Um, I don't think so. I think that sin is only sin when you're thinking about other people outside of yourself. If you're recognizing yourself as part of a whole 
and you think that possibly whatever action that you do can hurt another person. Cause I'm really trying to separate it from, uh, from religion. If it can do not, not hurt another person, damage another person. And I think that there's a difference between the two. Like you're, you might hurt feelings, but like damaging something or damaging someone. Um, well, that's even subjective too. Like, yeah, you're it, right. You know, like some of the worst experiences that I've had in my life have been very formative in me being more capable as far as like my profession and any number of things. So, I mean, there's a lot of subjectivity on that end and it, unfortunately it leaves the door open for people to justify piss poor behavior too. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's why I like, uh, I like thinking about that conversation because I, I imagine you want to separate it from religion because yes. of how, uh, intellectual messy religions, yeah. religion gets. But yes. that's why I said a long time ago, we can't be, there's no way that humans can be objective. And, uh, that's a sentence that is not as put together as well as what I really mean by it. But, uh, religion in its purest form can't be separated from what we're calling sin. And that's okay. That's what I love about it. I love anything that forces us to acknowledge the spiritual side of things or the metaphysical side of things. I love intellectualizing all the way into a corner and then, then you do something completely out of superstition. And then you're like, like, well, I, I love, maybe I love it's because that. I am a Leo. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I like these conversations because uh, you can't be objective about that sort of thing because it is a, a spontaneous and transient realization of, a, of your connection with another form of consciousness. A human beings is the most like you. So it's the one that you can most quickly develop that recognition with. But if something is there, you know, recognizing yourself in the other or your counterpart in, in the other. And therefore you wouldn't want to hurt yourself. And you think that, uh, preserving oneself or being so is completely objective. And it's not, it's not even all the time because as the great Tyler Durden said, self-destruction <laughs> is far more, you know, divine realizing that, that you're nothing but a, a virus on the planet and getting yourself out of the way or living a life that's more, caution to the wind so if there's no end to that that uh that feedback of realization that it's really hard to stay objective all the way through because you couldn't live a completely you know super superstitious life but at the same time like when you talk about sin i don't think you can separate it from what we we eventually call religion you don't have to you know put it in that full cultural and behavioral context of religion. That's yeah. a different thing. I wouldn't want to do that either, but I think that sin was one of the first categorizations of that very simple primeval recognition that it affected me almost to a debilitating degree when I made an action that wasn't considerate of the future of someone else or something else even hunting, you know, even hunting rituals where you, you know, maybe you're thanking the animal or something, or you do something to thank the gods for, for, for providing you with the meat. That's because something happened inside of you. Maybe that's what we call guilt, but something happened inside. And you know what? It makes me think of things like the, uh, like the crusades or any of the religious wars where you can, live with something that would be normally recognized as a sin, but, you know, you see them praying before battle and, you know, they truly believe in their heart that what they're doing is the right thing. And yeah. so when you have that in your, in your, you know, your psyche or whatever you want to call it, any action becomes placed on the table because that is, you know, that belief supersedes anything and you're fine. That's right. And it makes me think of, you know, people that um, there's this. And, and sometimes I feel like I teeter on this, this line or whatever of doing every single, you know, they say they just want to be happy or they just want to feel good or be whole or whatever you want to call it. And they will do anything, anything to get that feeling. And <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, that's a dangerous kind of person. It's very really. dangerous, man. It is very and, and, dangerous. And, it, and, it, and it's wrapped in a cute little package. It's wrapped in a package that Hallmark can fucking sell to you in a, Dude, a made that for was TV the next movie. Thing I was gonna say, man. Like I think that there are there are certain times in in media in movies and stuff like that where if you aren't able to separate the fact that it's just fabricated you know it's just actors doing their thing it can give you this mindset that that makes you think like i just want to be happy and like fucking anything becomes possible and 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 then you it's you can easily live with those and i'm doing my air quotes those sins do you know what i mean it you know it turns Um, into that you know the ends justify the means kind of thing oh yeah yeah somebody somebody need to go ahead and just bring up jada pinkett Oh Smith. my God! Entanglement. Somebody, somebody <laughs> just bring that shit up because that's I, relevant. I, I would, is that I not relevant? Accept it from you guys, just because this is our thing. But I have been diligently avoiding that. You know, I canceled all my streaming this week or last week. Yeah, I canceled everything. I just was like, man, I got to see what this gives me back. I felt good. Immediately felt good. Some of the, you know, things are still active, but I canceled them. I don't know how many days of the monthly subscription I have, you know, 13, 10, but I canceled Hulu. I canceled uh, Netflix. I canceled everything except for my music, my YouTube music thing. Um, anyway, saying all that to say, I'm in, I'm like, I'm not going to indulge in this Will and Jada shit. I just don't want to. Then <laughs> I stumbled across, everybody keeps commenting on it. And I stumbled across uh, one dude that was just fucking hilarious, and I said, "Well, is it a little uh, boozy?" Yes, he had me fucking dying laughing because he's so country, yeah. and he reminds me of our people, and his perspective yeah. is just, just he was just mag- Louisiana mag- boys are still your bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, he's, he's magnificently <laughs> ignorant, but at the same time, there's a whole lot of that unfortunate truth in there especially if you know about women and how women are motivated it makes you sick but um but he's right a woman a woman will do things for really 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 but anyway uh, i don't i don't know how uh she proposed exactly what you said but maybe if you restate it or something well uh, i think I'm, i'm assuming people maybe you don't know it's probably good that you don't know uh what's going on and and so i'll I'll just kind of read um a synopsis of what happened so um (laughs) god damn it i hate that i'm reading this website anyway says this will likely go down as one of the most dramatic years in recent history so much so that jada pinkett smith sitting across from her husband will smith to discuss a romantic relationship she had with the musician august uh, alcina whatever uh while they were married is unlikely to even rank at the, the top 10 most surreal moments. It says the couple candidly discussed their relationship on her web series Red Table Talk last week, a conversation that was watched by more than 15 million viewers in the first 24 hours. Aside from shedding the light on the inner workings of Pickett Smith marriage and making entanglement a strong contender for the Oxford English Language Dictionary Award of the Year, a 13-minute clip encompassed the encroaching reality telefication of our everyday lives. And so it goes on to say that she's talking about like having these affairs and doing all this other shit. And it's like, you can see Will is just literally destroyed. Yeah. Like man. he, what, this dude is just getting, oh my dear God, it was so, so weird and so awkward. And, um, and you can tell that whatever rationalization, no matter how it gets explained, no matter how she, you know, packaged it or whatever. You're like, God damn, she is living with that sin and just living her best fucking life with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder like what happens in, in relationships and any of that kind of stuff where you do get to the point where you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do everything possible. And and like, what happens? What drives someone to get there? Man, it's, it's a multitude of things. And I, I have a, a perspective on that also that you guys will 
will love. But uh, that's Virgo shit, man. Oh Will, my Will, God! That's Virgo shit. Will Will Will's tolerance and his temperance. I've seen that. I don't know how many times out of Virgo. I mean, they're workaholics. They're Virgos are geniuses of hard work, and um, and they just won't give up on stuff. I've seen plenty of Virgo men get dogged out like that, and that's the part I hate the most. Is a uh, Will? I mean, Jada is is got her, is super ultra famous on her own right too, but. Hey man, she ain't got shit on Will's work ethic and what Will has put down and how amazing he is. And it's just like, gosh, that that still isn't enough. You know, you're so incredibly narcissistic. The lot of you, the whole fucking household that you think I care about your petty little stupid relate. You can't even keep it behind closed doors. You got to get that on to you. Gross egomaniacs. I just want to stick them in the desert with, with Don Juan Matus and make them take Mescalito and fucking ayahuasca. <laughs> and ayahuasca. Just, <laughs> God, just stay out there for a year and make me sick. That shit ain't nothing. People fuck around all the time. People lose interest in that. These are particular people who need an endless amount of attention with very little uh, reciprocity. That's what makes narcissists like that good for acting or being musicians because you constantly getting the adoration and attention you want but you don't have to give it back because fans are not in your personal life but you still manage to get that all the way like i give a fuck that's what i want to say to them more than anything it's like fuck both of you i love both of those two people and how dare you do that like to Mm -hmm. to my goddamn senses i don't care about your stupid little relationship it ain't nothing everybody does that stuff but at the same time you still manage to fucking make make me like get involved with it i just want to see you karate kick people in the matrix and fucking tell jokes on fresh prince of bel-air and say like i don't want to know that stuff about you because one it ain't that big a fucking deal but at the same time there's levels to it is what i'm saying like i feel multiple ways about it and that's the first way i feel is like fuck you it makes me so sick that that they find their way to my screen you know what i mean yeah yeah like of all the things you can do you manage to get and it's about like boosie said your pussy and your dick it's so it's so so basic yeah, it's base. Yeah, you're better yeah. than that. And and I'm mad at myself because we mythologize our cere- celebrities like they're above that shit. Yeah. And they ain't. They're just regular people. And I know and I know Will has slang. You know he's like yeah, you know. I know he slang is some slang beautiful some, 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 some dangling out out there. Uh but like and you, you know, know like all of them probably look better than Jada. You know this, right? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah he's literally slaying goddesses. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So I just, I just feel like, you know, Sinji can live with it. I, I hate it to do the work to make it uh, pertain to this topic, but like, that's like, fuck you. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about y'all, you people, man. Like, do another movie like I Am Legend, please. But that, <laughs> I would like that, to. That's another element to this shit that we have mentioned shit fucking episodes upon episodes ago where people will wear their you know Kalu's air quotes uh quirks or real really what amounts to maladaptive fucking behavior exhibiting maladaptive behavior but they wear it as part of their mystique and they embrace it and they weaponize it and they use it and and it it it, it is them it becomes who the fuck they are so it's like when we're talking about sin and shit, like, God damn, the subjectivity that's associated with it, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it's going to come down to an individual's ability to feel empathy for one. Like, mm. the the person that's experiencing what they may or may not consider to be the sin that they can live with is going to be correlated negatively or positively with how much empathy they have because sin is invariably going to be associated with the detriment of something else. Mm. Yeah, so that's true. So if you if don't we, care about that detriment, then it's not a sin anymore. Yeah. And so, okay. I, I could say, you know, a sin I could live with is eating red meat. Mm-hmm. 
I know that I'm I'm depriving another being of existence and consuming it selfishly to nourish myself. But it's it's a pros and cons kind of fucking thing. And if I'm if I'm honest, I cannot I don't have the energy fundamentally to give that much of a fuck about a whole lot of cows. Like, I mean, it ain't like I I have anything against cows. And if I met an individual cow, I'm sure any one of the three of us could kick it with a cow and be like, you know, this is a cool ass cow. This is basically a puppy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not losing sleep over shit. I'm not. Yeah. I, I know it's fucked up. I know things need to change, but I'm not going to stop eating meat. I'm just not going to fucking stop eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, part of that comes from the fact that, you know, I, I have killed and processed, you know, wild game myself pretty much my entire life. Like yeah. I'm intimately acquainted with that, that selfish thing that you do, that you, you take away from, but you try to mitigate as much damage as possible. You don't go around just arbitrarily killing just for the sake of fucking killing. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a, yeah, but but again, there's nothing noble about it. See, no, that's no, interesting, no, man. Nobility is a social construct. It's some bullshit. Nobility is some shit that we've conjured up, and I, I think that it's a, it's probably kind of a, a Eurocentric value system in modernity. But like the concept of nobility is just it's just this contri- contrived, subjective social construct that is used to control people. Mm. Damn. What were you about to say, Mark? You you were going to say something. I, was gonna... I, I, had a, I had a few things going through my head, but uh, triggered off of what uh, Chrissy just said. That's the interesting part, going back to that primeval example. There's, there must be some degree to where we can boil it down to the basic marshalling of your impulses and what makes what qualifies a sin to be worthy of disgust. Like, mm. can you do better than this in this moment as a human being? You know, no, I can't. So it's divine. So we have a ritual. I cannot do better than hunting for food. I've got to get the sustenance. That's I really good to say. Like, can you or can I can I go vegetarian and live completely off of vegetables? Well, not all of us can. Some yeah. of us can do OK with that. But some humans got to have a little bit more um, um, animal protein. And so yeah. there you go. So now that's one we can live with. Then I can understand then, that as long as it's kept in that concept con- well, context, you know, that that's <laughs> really good that you said that. So there's it seems like there's two ways to be able to think about it. So when you a sin that you can live with in one sense, if you recognize yourself as part of a whole, you can say that whatever does the least amount of collateral damage is a sin I can live with. But then on the other hand, the sin, if you recognize your, if you recognize only the individual and that's it, the question you ask yourself then is, can I do better than this? Is this act that I'm doing it? Like, is there something that I can do that is better? And if the answer is no, then of course you can live with that. That sounds well, you, fair to me. Well, you know, and if you look at like extreme and I can't help but go to religious examples but like if you it it is but there's nothing pejorative about it it's just a a different area that we're exploring if you look at some uh uh i guess sects of hinduism Mm -hmm. like think about the 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 implications of doing something like even crushing a bug Mm -hmm. like that that's it, it enormously like your your sole objective walking through life is to cause as little damage to the world around you as possible and that's an extreme example it's a dogmatic example but it's an extreme fucking example and the more that we talk about like you know our show being anti-dogma can't help but then again turn that concept in on itself and look at the idea of being anti-dogma as being dogmatic in and of itself. Yep. And that dogma is just a term, a blanket term that we use for these collectives of different psychological yep. devices that humans and groups of humans use in order to get shit done. Yep. And, and so 
honest to God, like I think, I think sin, and this is just me. I think sin is, is made up. I don't think it it is no such fucking thing. Mm -hmm. We create the meaning. It's just like any other meaning that we assign and create. Cause that's, that, that's what we do as beings, Mm -hmm. as we experience the fucking world, we create meaning because things, and again, this is my opinion. You know, I might have to say like disclaimer, like this is my motherfucking opinion, but overwhelmingly the world around you, it's up to you to find the meaning in it. It's not as though you are following some kind of predetermined path that's out of your motherfucking control. I think sure. that's the, the easiest, most copacetic way of presenting it to most people. So, so sin in and of itself, it, it, it's really hard for me to think that that shit fucking exists with my, with my concept of, uh, like determinism. Mm-hmm. Like, like not believing really in free will even. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't honestly believe in sin. Um, it doesn't in any of the conventional ways that it's usually used, but I do believe in ethics. I do mm-hmm. believe in, uh, science. Sure. Sure. But, Fuck, man. Everything outside of that, it really comes down to the individual and and none of us, the three of us, as hard as we want to try and and escape it, we all are experiencing just the the limitations of our our sensory organs like that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all any of the three of us are doing on this planet is experiencing stimuli around us through, you know, our fucking senses and your experience mark's experience mine all gonna be different beyond the fact that we have different physiologies uh psychologies different geographies we've we've been socialized differently sure all of these fucking factors come into play so sin is a personal fucking thing yeah. It's it it is in my opinion it it's something that that an individual it, and you know again I, I I'm sorry to go on such a diatribe about this shit but it's like um the sin to to take it back to the sin that we can live with what is the sin that we can't live with because I, uh, I think well, my I think motherfuckers is pretty good about reframing damn near anything. Yeah, and, and, and everything gets with yeah, it. and yeah. living with it. And, and one example is what they would do, you know, in um, you know, thousands of years ago when one army conquers an area, it was part of the thing to rape and pillage. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was like because of reframing the mind, they thought that they were owed that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like in, in that simple mindset there can you can you can turn any sin into something that's not so bad. Can, can I present y'all with something that it was a theory that I came across the other day that I found kind of comical and interesting was, was that uh, Vikings like the lore that's associated with Vikings uh, going and raping and pillaging like that mm-hmm. is like the fucking primary storyline with Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they definitely did fucking pillage and fucking burn shit to the ground and kill, uh, kill men and take women and children with them. Um, but, uh, there was this presentation that in situations where the motherfuckers would show up hypothetically, all these Dope ass, and at the time, like five nine, five ten, is like a tall dude, and that's how mm-hmm. tall. Like Vikings was about that height. Mm-hmm. They encounter people in like the British Isles, right? Like yeah. back during the like seven hundred and something AD, uh, yeah. whatever, around that area. They encounter these motherfuckers, and it's a very different cult- socio cultural value system. Uh, Vikings would bathe once a week. 
They're tall. They're a very eugenics-based group of people. They've always been eugenics-based. Like the strong survive. They celebrate strength, you know, physical beauty, whatever. Well, these motherfuckers would come in and pillage. But the theory is there was less raping and more like, yo, why don't you, like the women would just legit leave these five foot three motherfuckers that only took a bath every six months in the British Isles and go and in some cases voluntarily just peace out and be like, I'm going to go live a better life up north with these motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and truthfully, I wasn't think I wasn't actually thinking about Vikings and that I was thinking more like Mongols and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. But and it, even, it, yeah, but I, that was just some some shit I was presented. with. Oh, OK. Day. Like literally less than a week ago, that's, I was presented cool. with that theory that that they were like, well, it, the story seemed to be uh, presented from the perspective of male Britons that were yeah. left behind by sure. like, but you know, I, it, again, it's just a fucking theory and yeah, it's, yeah. it's soft topic, but go uh, ahead. Well, not really because, um, uh, uh, yes, yeah, a bit of a tangent, but like, but like, yeah, I could buy that. You I mean, it, it's almost always some, something in the middle, you know, and, and, uh, more counterintuitive than whatever, um, makes the story more salacious. I believe that because I know it was not until recently, like recent a thousand, a couple thousand years ago that, I, you know, marriage is in the way that we think of it even was a thought. I know that, that it was always more about what situation was mm-hmm. the best living situation. You know? I see. I see. So, all right. I think that we've certainly talked about this in length. It's, it's kind of interesting how we can take like a small little two sentence quote and uh, make, you know, 49 minutes of content with it. Uh, but I, I also wanted to be able to get an episode like this in just because, you know, I've kind of been out of pocket and things have been a little bit different. So this is me sort of getting uh, getting my bearings back and being able to record in a, in a spot where I'm comfortable and all that kind of stuff. So um, I appreciate you guys taking the time on this exercise is kind of what I'm calling it. I just want to like I said, get back into thinking critically about things uh, like this and jumping on a philosophical level at some point, because we've kind of been pretty um, issues based as of late. And so I do want us to, to we have got a lot episodes. of issues. Man. Yeah, there are a lot of issues. Of course, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about it, but <laughs> I, I just want to be able to take some time and, and uh, have an episode on something that can really that takes us, that does take us down the rabbit are you that does take us down the rabbit hole so <laughs> tell us about this episode you're about to have chris shit what's her name it, bro Got him. damn so, why you why you play me out like that lush <laughs> <laughs> manzada what is Lush your name <laughs> <laughs> <Lush Manzada. laughs> <laughs> oh my god so uh, many <laughs> ways to do my name but Lush Manzada is the uh, <laughs> that takes the cake right there you son of a bitch <laughs> that's, good. that's great oh man damn it for those of you who don't know there's a wide receiver is it Muhammad Lush Manzada <laughs> so I never, I never heard you. I just thought it sounded fucking awesome. Oh my god! Chris is making a piece of shit right now. <laughs> a little bit south of, a little bit, you know, south of the border. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we have any shameless shoutouts for Chris Shits? Discords, systems, and all the sysadmin discords, all the uh, Windows admin get discords and. The guys with DSC. I just had a crazy breakthrough in DSC this week and uh understand it better, gonna apply that shit. And it's uh, one of those more work. esoteric, yeah. Esoteric Good. technologies that gives you more power and job security and the ability. So yeah, I know how to do this shit now. That's so, what's up, man. Uh, shout out to all the sysadmins out there that have been helping. All right. Chris, what about you? 
<laughs> well, God, oh, I need to collect actually, you're my, canceled. So now, myself, <laughs> no, uh, I gotta give a, a shameless shout out to Grade Eight Performance. Always, uh, Tyler stays pretty fucking busy, uh, but when he does have slots open up, they go quick. So uh, if you're interested in being a better human being, phys- physically at least, because he's he's not equipped to make you a better human being like emotionally. But if you feel like that, you need to get on the level. <laughs> They're like, I want to kill someone. Tyler's like, I mean, if you got to. He might he might point you in the right direction on that shit. Yeah. But uh, if he has a spot open up, I, I would highly recommend uh, snatching that shit up again. It's grade eight performance. And uh, shit, you know, that's about it. We got a little moving company, Raw Power Moving Service. If y'all need some heavy shit moves, holla at us. Peace. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I don't have any big time shameless shout outs outside of all the people who have reached out to check up on me, see how things are going. You guys are the shit. Um, my boy JP, it was good getting uh, lunch with him. I, I had such a good time shooting my gun on uh, Saturday, was it, Chris? Yeah. Uh, uh, had a really good time. Mark, he got to yeah. get to, he got to get to hang it at uh, that uh, reflex site. Yeah, yeah. You got to get a, uh, a handle on that. But, but it started to a, improve after about maybe 30 rounds or so. It started getting a little bit better. Kalu, but, got, to, Kalu got to shoot the 10 millimeter for the first time, too. Yeah, dude. I didn't know you can literally come while standing and, and, and shooting <laughs> a gun at the same time. I was just like, go! Like, first two shots. He did. He, straight he executed. Yeah, I he jumped. Trigger, he jumped. I was fucking quivering. Shit. I didn't like, I Harlem shake a little bit after like the first he, five. He did. Ah. He did. Yeah. He he pulled one of his butt cheeks out, and then he went back to work. Just <laughs> pling pling <Yeah>. pling pling. <laughs> I only pulled one butt cheek. Man, I got a wagon, dude. The, There's no. The one, I can't just pull one butt cheek. The out. one that's got the strawberry tattoo on it. You already know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a special one. Uh, I was shooting my uh, six-hour P320 RX. Okay, that's uh, popping. Where at? Uh, Sherwood's gun range. Yeah, nice. I was going to stop by there. I was going to come up there. Are they open on Sunday? Their range open on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I just, I all I, I was just out there Saturday. I didn't, and I saw people I knew. That was really cool. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Really good time. That's so, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. The the I, the Sig is dope. He's got a, a dope little pistol, man. It's just. Yeah. It's it's an, an advanced kind of gun, and it's just going to take um, a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Just put putting rounds down range is all he needs. It's not like there's any super trick to it right now at this point. Yeah, yeah. I got a yeah. I, been, I was shooting a lot last week and the week before. I got had a lot of fun. Got into it. it well, it kind of felt like being at the uh, at the arcade where like you blow all your tokens on like one game. Because yeah. after after buying my rounds and renting the glasses and all that kind of stuff, you spend fifty dollars really fast, and mm-hmm. you're just like, "Oh shit!" I just keep buying rounds. Oh yeah, I, I like, got that's you. how they get me. <laughs> it's bad right now because I don't know what a good price to pay for rounds is. Yeah, but it's bad right now, and um, that's unfortunate because I, 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 I almost bought uh, two hundred fifty rounds of 10 millimeter off of cheaper than dirt last night for 179 dollars really? yeah. yeah which is yeah. not I, and I, they're, they're jacketed hollow points but cheaper than dirt has shit 10 millimeter is sold out fucking everywhere man i can't find it yeah, yeah i i can't find it if i find a nine millimeter under 250 like a thousand rounds i buy it yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's smart. I, that's the way I buy it. But I don't know if I'm not. I've only just started shooting my own stuff these last few weeks, and and I remember all the guys at, at Bluegrass always talking about the. You know how they are. The roof. Mm-hmm. They're so damn cheap. Yeah. And I'd be like, damn, that's what you want to play. I was like, if I ever get into guns, I don't, I don't mind paying that. I'll just keep buying ammo yeah. when it's you know below this price and just stock mm-hmm. up on it. But yeah, I, I put I put almost a thousand rounds through my little uh, my little carbine. So that's awesome. 
Well, guys, I want to thank you all for taking the time for listening uh, to our episode. And I hope you guys found value. I hope it, it was something that really made you guys think. As always, reach out to us on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook. Just type in the Salumas Podcast on there as well. Hey, whatever the fuck you're doing, stop it. There's um, <laughs> a little pit also, bull running around here. <laughs> and then, uh, what was I saying? Go to our website, www.thesalumist.com. If you want to listen to episodes, add slash podcast on there and you can just listen from the web player. Um, yeah, guys, where things are going to start picking back up, I'm going to get a lot more time to be uh, a lot more responsible and allocate more energy towards this. So thanks to everyone again who's reached out, who's asked like, hey, you didn't you didn't, you know, put out a new episode. And I was like, fuck, sorry. But uh it is going to, things are going to get better. So thank you all so much for your time and your patience. And we are out. Peace.